0: You are listening to the FDNY Pro Podcast, featuring members of the New York City Fire Department. We want to share stories from the field, best practices, lessons learned, and help save lives.
1: Welcome to the FDNY PRO Podcast. I'm Captain Elizabeth Cassio, and today we'll talk about EVOC, yet another EMS acronym. EVOC stands for Emergency Vehicle Operators Course. EVOC's a premier program designed to teach safe driving skills and practices to EMTs and paramedics. Our expert today is Lieutenant Joseph Yelez, with 28 years experience in FDNY-EMS, and six years as the commanding officer for the EVOC training program located at the EMS Academy at Fort Taunton. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Can you describe the overall program that's taught out at Fort Taunton, the CVOC training class?
0: Sure. It's part of their initial training program. When EMTs or paramedics come into their training program at Fort Taunton, it's their driver portion of their training. And they come to me for a total of up to six days, and we teach them New York State vehicle traffic laws, defensive driving techniques, safe driving skills, all of that to help them become a better driver, not only driving a department vehicle, but also their private vehicle.
1: Is it specific to ambulance operations?
0: For the initial trainees coming in, yes, it's primarily uh, ambulance training, ambulance driver training.
1: Describe the, the course itself, the actual driving course, where they're using cones to simulate uh, different experiences.
0: Employees coming in go through basically two different courses on our EVOC driving field. We have a basic course, which is three separate maneuvers, which consists of a 150-foot alley, which we make with cones, a lane change maneuver, and a serpentine maneuver. All three maneuvers are separate maneuvers in themselves, but they're all part of the basic course. And once employees successfully pass that, they would go on to the advanced course, which is basically the whole field engulfed in cones, and they need to do that maneuver also to be successful during the course.
1: Are they tested in these?
0: Yes, they're tested in both three basic maneuvers, the advanced maneuvers, and they're also tested on a road test too, which would be on the last day of the program.
1: Is the skills test timed?
0: Yes, the basic skills test are two minutes and 30 seconds. Every cone you touch is five seconds added on to your time. They need to complete that maneuver frontwards and backwards within the allotted time. And for the advanced course, it's two minutes and 15 seconds. There's only reverse in that course. There is no backwards. Any cone you touch, hit, brush up against, as long as you make contact with that cone, that's a five-second penalty added on to your time, whether you just tap it or you knock it over. Either way, it's the same five seconds.
1: What happens if you fail this test?
0: If you fail the initial test, we basically show you your testing sheet, tell you exactly what you did wrong, tell you exactly what you need to do, and we give you another test. Each test consists of seven runs. And you have to complete four out of seven successful runs. It doesn't have to be four in a row, but out of that seven attempts, you have to have four successful runs to be successful on all three maneuvers and the advanced maneuvers.
1: What additional tools do you use to teach these safe driving skills and defensive driving skills, besides that road test and the skills?
0: The first day of the program is a lecture where we teach them New York State vehicle traffic laws. We go over department guidelines, defensive driving techniques. We have a driving simulator that we put them in at least three times. I give them three different scenarios. They go on the road during the uh, program to get road practice. So they get uh, vehicle dynamics under them and real-time driving. So they get a lecture, simulator, EVOC field, road practice, all in preparations for their exams.
1: Describe the simulator experience.
0: It's a very important learning tool as far as teaching the students to drive in emergency mode because in real-time driving, we can't just put our lights and sirens on and endanger the public or hurt one of us or hurt one of ourselves or endanger even the workforce. So whatever emergency driving that we want to practice is done on the simulator. It's like a front cab of an ambulance, it's a one seat front cab of an ambulance, and we have three large screens that you're looking at for front view and side view, and we have two LED screens in the back of the cab, which serves as your rear view vision, I would say, or your vision for your rear view.
1: Do the students require practice time in the simulator just to get used to it?
0: Yes, the first simulation that we do is kind of an acclimation scenario, where they would go in and they would pull out of maybe like a makeshift gas station, They would follow a fire department vehicle just through the roads and get the feel of the dynamics of the simulator, make sure nobody gets nauseous in there because sometimes people get nauseous from the screen, watch their speed, see how the vehicle handles as far as the braking, the turning, and see how they work with the screens. It's a very easy simulation just to get acclimated for the next time. When they do come in, that's when uh, would be their first emergency mode scenario.
1: What are some of the emergency mode scenarios that you program into the simulator?
0: We have clearing an intersection because to us that's very important, clearing an intersection against the red light and an emergency mode, lights and sirens. We have the scenario where it's set up where they need to cross against the red light, a four-laned intersection to get to where the emergency is. We teach them how to clear that intersection lane by lane with their lights and sirens on. Plus we can add any outside factors we want, such as weather, mechanical blowouts, night, day, fog, whatever we want to add on top of that. So we can basically simulate almost any type of situation that they might come across on an emergency mode.
1: Do you ever simulate an accident, or is an accident something that happens as a result of the student's reaction to the simulator?
0: Both. Um, Sometimes they don't clear that intersection properly, so what we'll do is we'll sit down, we'll talk to the student. They'll know exactly what they did wrong, and we don't let a student pass unless they can finally pass that scenario completely. They need to know what they did wrong and let them know what their consequences are also.
1: And so the simulator helps to make that happen.
0: Absolutely. It's a great learning tool, and it's a tool that we use numerous times during the program. We incorporate map reading. One of the scenarios is that the driver will pull up to the scene of a motor vehicle accident. We would then instruct the driver or the simulator operator at that time. You have a critical patient. Now get to the hospital he or she has to use his map inside the simulator. They have to find the hospital on the map. They have to drive in emergency mode, sometimes against traffic, clearing that intersection, and get that patient successfully to the hospital. That's our main goal here. Get that patient to the hospital safely.
1: What other advantages do you have using that simulator?
0: We can always reset on the simulator if they have an accident. We can always backtrack their accident and dissect it. So if they crash in the simulator, all I have to do is hit reset, tell them what they did wrong and prevent that accident. Rather than them crashing in the street because now it's too late, God forbid they hurt themselves or somebody else. So right off the bat, that's a very important aspect of the simulator. Then we can also factor in different things such as snowstorm, weather, a flat tire going to the hospital, find me the hospital, going lights and sirens against traffic, These are things that we cannot practice on real-time driving. So you combined the simulator, emergency mode, and all the scenarios we have, you combine that with our field practice and testing, and then you combine all that with our real-time road practice, and then finally, we put all that together at a final road test, to us that's the best plan for success for our employees. The cab stays the same, but we can change different vehicles in the simulator. We can make it an older two-door model ambulance. We can make it a newer four-door model ambulance. We have the larger vehicles, such as our MERV. Even though the cab stays the same, the dimensions on the screen are different. We can make it a sedan vehicle, a regular car vehicle. Again, you can make our own scenarios. We've come preloaded with different scenarios. We can go into an airport, we can go into a train yard, we can go into an emergency room bay that's very tight and we can make them back up in between ambulances. You know, and that's another thing that's very important to use also on the simulator is reversing. A lot of new employees and a lot of people in general, they like that quote, I can drive, I just can't drive backwards. This teaches them how to use their mirror. This teaches them how to back up. We also teach during the program how to back up with the use of a spotter. That's very important. We give them practice with that. You get non-use of a spotter inside the simulator and the use of a spotter on the field. So you're getting both aspects when you're reversing these large vehicles in the street.
1: Does the simulator allow for driving in reverse where they're unable to use that rear-view mirror because that rear-view mirror just shows them the patient comportment?
0: Correct. You must use your side mirrors. The LED screens that we have attached to the simulator are both on the exterior back of the cab, so when you look in your side-view mirrors, all you would see in reverse is those two LED screens, and that is giving you your rear-view vision that way.
1: Have you found over time that using the simulator for that purpose of learning how to use the side view mirrors has been helpful in the real world scenario of the road test and the skills test?
0: The first scenario that we do is that acclimation sim. All students back into a makeshift garage and we make sure they back up into the garage without touching either walls or any other vehicles into the garage. And then you combine that not just a simulator, but you combine that with the backing practice that we do on the EVOC field. We let them practice with a spotter and without a spotter into a makeshift ER bay with cones on the field. Then we also give them backing practice when they go on road time. So you combine all that and you know that makes them a safer driver backing up. They need to get used to those side view mirror dynamics. The main thing that we also teach in the very beginning of the program is to how to properly set those side view mirrors. They don't work if you can't see from them. They need to have those absolutely set correct so they can get the full uh, view of what they're looking at in reverse.
1: Does the simulator also allow you to teach proper mirror placement?
0: Absolutely. They need to adjust their mirrors. They put their seatbelt on in the simulator just like everywhere else. They should make sure that their rearview mirrors, uh, they have good rearview vision of the LED screens behind them, but as far as real-time setting up the mirrors, that's done on the EVOC field. That's one of the first things we do. We also teach them depth perception. If you're sitting too low, you should you know, make sure you have a clear uh, view over your hood. You know, we do different things.
1: Personally, because I took EVOC 32 years ago, I never had the experience in the simulator, uh, something that I would like to come out and try. But what I would say that I think uh, would echo the sentiments of the majority of people on this job is I have said thank you, thank you, thank you for my EVOC training many, many times. Many times while driving an ambulance, many times while driving a command vehicle as an officer and many times as a civilian off-duty in my personal vehicle I have said thank you, thank you, thank you for the skills that I was taught uh, in EVOC.
0: That's what we try to instill in all the students that whatever we're teaching you here, please don't think it's only to drive an ambulance. We're trying to make you safer drivers all around. Whether you're going to the supermarket or going to school to pick up your kids, or you're going to a 90-year-old, you know, chest pain. Either way, you should be incorporating the same defensive driving skills. You should have the same uh, set skills when you drive as far as defensive wise, mirror setup, seatbelt usage. To us, seatbelt usage is paramount. We combined all these things into one program. If it was up to me, I'd make the program two, three weeks. You know, I love teaching, you know, I love doing what I do as far as getting the students through. I tell everybody, this is the best six days you're not going to want to repeat. That's what I say about the program because they all have a good time at EVAC. You know, we try to make it fun, we try to make it, you know, different, um, but all in all, We don't sacrifice safety. We want everybody to be successful. And before they leave the academy, we want everybody to be safer drivers.
1: Does the student have to pass each component that you've described, the skills course, the road test, and the simulator?
0: The simulator is not tested. It is evaluated. But each student must pass as far as the evaluation goes. We don't successfully pass somebody if they weren't evaluated positively on the simulator. As far as all the other exams, you must pass all the other exams to successfully complete the course. You have to pass all three basic maneuvers, the advanced maneuver, and the road test, to properly completion of the program.
1: What happens to the student who does not successfully pass either one or more of those components?
0: If the student is unsuccessful at all three maneuvers, because that's the first thing we test is the basic maneuvers, There is no retest of remedial for them. They automatically get placed into a REVOC program, which is a remedial uh, EVOC course, which is done usually after their graduation. If they fail one or two maneuvers, we show them their skill sheets, tell them exactly what they did wrong, once again, exactly what they need to do, and then we give them a cold retest of another seven runs. If they're unsuccessful with that, we take them back down to the field, we give them another walkthrough and demonstration of the maneuver that they're testing, three more practice runs and then another seven block test to pass again so they're getting three exams to try and pass it if they're successful obviously they move on with the program if they're unsuccessful at that time they are placed into a, a revoc program which is once again a remedial evoc program after their graduation
1: when you say road practice are you talking about going out into the streets of new york city
0: absolutely they'll have an instructor on the side of them They'll have maybe another two or three students in the back of them taking turns, and we put two or three vehicles out, and they drive for a lot of time out in the street, out in real traffic. Non-emergency mode, of course.
1: So it's like driver's ed only in an ambulance?
0: Correct. All of our ambulances are equipped with an instructor brake, so our instructors can hit the brake on their side of the vehicle if necessary if an emergency arises, and they're always constantly watched. Nobody drives on the road during our program without an instructor sitting next to them.
1: From day one in the EMT training program, you're learning about safety. Absolutely. From day one. So safe vehicle operations.
0: Absolutely. You are no help no matter how fast or slow you get there. You are no help if you don't get there. Okay. Take those extra seconds. Get there safe. Make sure you and your partner go home at night, safe to your families. Make sure that person that's calling you and needing you gets to that hospital in a safe manner.
1: Thanks for being with us today, Joe. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today for the FDNY Pro EMS podcast. Tune in next time when we talk to more FDNY EMS professionals.
0: FDNY Pro is online at fdnypro.org. Subscribe today and get inside access to the FDNY. Learn more about our publications, professional conferences, and other tools for first responders. Train with New York's Bravest.